Okay, Rabbi Yisrael. Welcome to Erev Shoshana. And this year, of course, is a very unique Rosh Hashanah, which is why I felt very important to have a sheer on what's happening, which is Rosh Hashanah, Shechal, Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah falls out of Shabbos, which just to give us an idea of the importance of getting it right, the Pinchas uh, Oni, which is the Oracle there, and Chumash, uh, he says that it's notorious, is known that the years that Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, and there's no Tkiyah Shofar, those years are either really, really good years or bad years. So try to understand why that is. And of course, Be'ez Hashem will be mishtadl that this coming year should be a Shana Tova. So to go to the source, and I think what I would like to do, with everyone's permission, is to uh, divide the the shir tonight into two parts. Um, one will be a little bit more halachic, literally uh, trying to understand what is happening in the Gemara, and the other one will be uh, much more abstract, hashkafic, um, but of course they work together. So, start off with the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> Mishnah says, uh, that a, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, you don't blow in the cities, you don't blow anywhere, except in the Beis HaMikdash. You do still blow in the Beis HaMikdash, but you do not blow outside the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara is trying to understand this uh, halacha. So the Gemara first brings a Memra from Rebulevi Barchama, Bar Lachma, I apologize, in name of Rabbi Chama Bar Hanina. Chama Bar Hanina was a borderline Tana Amora. Very early, they're both from Eretz Yisrael. Both of these rabbis, the, obviously the one quoting the other one is came later. Um, uh, but this is a very authoritative, early, potentially even Tanoic source. So he's so he explains like this. We have a contradiction in the Torah between between two psukim. We have a passage that says Shabboson Zikron Shua. Rosh Hashanah is described as a Shabboson, a day of rest. Zikron Shua, remembrance of the blowing. We have another passage that describes Rosh Hashanah as being Yom Shua Lachem. A day of blowing, it'll be for you. So, Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi, Rabbi Chama, Rabbi Chama, Rabbi Hanina, asks that there's a contradiction over here. Which one is it? Is it a day of blowing? Or is it a day of remembering the blowing? Implying not actually blowing. 
So he says, to resolve this contradiction, is the, the one that says blowing, that's when Rosh Hashanah falls out on a weekday. The one that says uh, remembering of blowing is when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. Regarding this, Rava, the famous great Amora, one of the late Amoroyim, so we're talking about hundreds of years later, or quite a few generations later, Rava says, what are we talking about? If it's Midearaisa, if you tell me that this is a Torah drush, I mean, this is a, this is a, Midaraisa, the Torah only obligates us to blow the shofar when Rosh Hashanah falls out on weekdays, but not when it falls out on Shabbos. So then, how can you tell me this, being that we still blow in the base of Middash? Clearly, we're still blowing in the base of Middash, so the mitzvah is still active. Additionally, says Rava, we know that what things are forbidden on Shabbos is to do malachas. Malacha, yeah, one of the 39 malachas. And the blowing of the shofar is not a malacha. Like it says, Tan of the Bay, some gears have Rabbi Shmuel, some Shmuel, but a Tanoic source that says about the blowing of the shofar. Darshan is a possible. You shouldn't do Malachas Avoda. So the Gemara understands that that's redundant. We already know you're not allowed to do Malachas and Shabbos. So no, it means you're not allowed to do Malachas. Only Malachas you're not allowed to do. But the inference is non Malachas you are allowed to do. And what is that? That is the Tkias Shofar. That is the blowing of the shofar, as well as a Rudiya Sapas, which we don't need to get into right now. So that is the blowing of the shofar. Because it is not a malacha, rather it's a chokhmah. It's a wisdom. It's a cleverness. You have to simply explain on a worship chat level. It means that there's a skill involved in doing it. There's a skill involved in doing it. However, it's not a, uh, it's not a malach, it's not a constructive act. It's not like music. What? It's not like music. It's not like music? You're asking how is music different? Good point. Good point. That's also a skill involved. And midaraisa, music is, music is mutter. Yeah? No, it's on Shabbat? A musical instrument? Yep. Yeah. It's a robot Okay, so says Rava. Therefore, so again, number. So you're saying if it's if it's if it's a Torah uh, commandment over here that we don't blow shofar on Shabbos, we only blow it on weekdays. So then, how is it that we're blowing in the base of Migdash? That's number one. And number two is why would it? Why would the Torah forbid blowing the shofar on Shabbos? It's not a malacha. Therefore, says Rava, rather, what is it? It's a rabbinical injunction, uh, a decree so that people shouldn't 
Cholam come to be Machal Shabbos. What's the case that a person is going to take his shofar? He's not going to be sure exactly how to blow, whatever it may be. He's going to go to look for, for an expert to help him how to blow, and he's going to be Mavir Arba Amos Brishus Arabim. He's going to carry it through the public thoroughfare, which is a Malacha de Raisa. Therefore, the rabbis told us not to do it. Now, this is the standard thing that you read the Gemara, maybe you're doing Dafyomi, whatever. Okay, so what are we supposed to do this year? Well, simply, we should probably just cry, right? Because the shofar is the greatest um, defending uh, vehicle that we have in the upcoming Day of Judgment. And uh, because of I guess many people were not very careful with Shabbos, and uh, so the rabbis were forced to make this uh, this injunction, and uh, now we're tough luck, and that would at least explain one half of the equation that the Minchas Ani says that the years that Shabbos falls on Shabbos there's no blowing of the shofar, so they're one of two options. Uh, the really bad years we understand now why they're bad because there was no blowing of the shofar, and that means that we had a judgment without the uh, the great um, help that we have from the shofar. However, upon a deeper examination, I think we're all going to conclude that that is not what is happening here. Okay, and um, incredible uh, addition to be made. Tonight, as Hashem, for the first time, Mitzvah to publicize this is based on the Yerushalmi. So we'll talk. We'll bring up the Yerushalmi as well tonight. Okay. So first of all, the entire concept that the concern is that a person is trying to blow the shofar and he needs help and he goes out to the street uh, to find someone to help him is very difficult because we pass him. Like the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, that someone who carries his lulav outside into the street on Shabbos is potter from having to bring a carbon. Takes an object from the house, carries it out to the street, he's potter. Why is that? Because Rabbi Yossi explains he's totally mitzvah. He's, he's involved in doing a mitzvah, and since he's involved in doing a mitzvah, he's like... Hashem is not going to hold him accountable to that extent. Obviously, what he did was wrong. But this person will not be subject to even bring a carbon. But, but he wasn't doing the mitzvah when he took it out. The lul? Yeah, he, he just carried it. He wasn't, but he's he was, carrying it in order to shake it. But he's not, not, not at the time. Not at the time shaking it, correct. He's carrying it either in a bag or, or upside down or all those answers that we shot on there say. So, so... Being that that's the case, what are we saying? That the concern is we're going to cancel the mitzvah of shofar for the entire Jewish people. Why? Out of concern for that one Jew, the one yid somewhere over there. Why? So the chas v'shalom, he shouldn't be kal Shabbos. Yes, but it wouldn't even be a chiyuv chatos. Furthermore, it's a very difficult gemorah 
to understand that Roma comes along and just smacks away someone like Rabbi Chama, who again is a potentially borderline Tana, and Rava with a couple with with a couple of swift strokes of of, of the hand, two kashas knocks him off into the into the alleyway, right? And and uh, and uh, explains the sugi differently. It would be very difficult. Additionally, it's not just Rabbi Chama Barchanina who's saying this. The the Torah's Cohen, British Torah's Cohen, so makes the same drosha. These are Tanoim. Makes the same drosha. Yerushalmi brings this as the opinion, which we'll talk about the Yerushalmi more in depth. Brings this, brings opinion after opinion after opinion. Who says it? Including Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lakish, Rav Kahana, as well as many others, and they bring a Baraisa to support their position. The Baraisa in the name of none other than Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. All learning like Rabbi Chava Bar Furthermore, Rava doesn't himself go on to resolve the contradiction that Rabbi Chama created between the Psukim. Or not created, but uh, pointed out, brought to, to the uh, forefront. So what's Rava going to do with, with, with that contradiction? This is the next point, is the one that I'm really excited about. Which is, by us, who is the one that said over the teaching of Rabbi Chama? It was Rabbi Levi. The Yerushalmi says, after bringing all, all those droshes from, from, uh, from Rav Kahana, that in, uh, he said over to Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, Yerushalmi says afterwards, that Rabbi Zera used to command the Talmud and make sure to go and listen to the drosha of Rabbi Levi. Because he's going to say things that you cannot miss. And what, and what did Rabbi Levi say? Exactly the Joshua that he says over here in the Bavli. However, Rabbi Levi himself goes on to say, and what about the Beis HaMikdash? How is it that we blow in the Beis HaMikdash? The very kasha that Rava is asking over here in the Bavli is actually addressed in the Yerushan by Rabbi Levi himself. And Rabbi Levi said, if we say that this is from the... The, the, the Torah is telling us here not to blow the shofar when Shabbos falls out of Shabbos. So why are we blowing in the base of Middash? And that's where he brings the Barais of Rabbi Shimon, Shimon Bar Yochai, who learns it out from the subsequent Pasuk. That uh, it's, it's compared to Carbonus, and just like Carbonus, you still bring uh, in, in, in the base of Middash, even though it's on Shabbos, so too is the blowing of the shofar. So, in other words, the, the very quote-unquote kasha the Rava is asking a Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi raised in Yerushalmi an answer. So this is not even a kasha on him. So what is, what is Rava coming to say? If, if Rava is not coming to dismiss a 
Tanoic Drosha from the Torah's Kolonim and the Yerushalmi, Bar Yochai in the Yerushalmi, and Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina. So, what is Rava coming from? It seems obvious that what Rava is saying is he's interpreting, he's helping us to understand the Drosha. And that is, he's telling us, listen to the first words that Rava says. Rava says, if you're telling me it's a deraisa, it's from the Torah, then I have a subsequent difficulty. Rather, seemingly what Rav is telling us is that it's an asmachta. An asmachta means that when the sages looked into the Torah and they saw in the psukim, jumping off the page, they saw hints and indications from the Torah itself that there is something that is appropriate to do or ought to be done or can be done in certain situations under certain circumstances. That's what's called a smachta. In other words, if uh, the analogy is, if a parent says, there's two ways a parent can communicate to his child they would like the room cleaned. One is, clean your room. Or it might even be accompanied with a threat, right? Or else, or by this time, that would be an explicit command. And if the child doesn't do it, of course, you'd be punished. Alternatively, a person, a, a parent can say to the child, "Oh, it makes me so happy when you when your room is clean." Now, is that an actual explicit command to clean the room? No. But if the child is actually interested in listening to what the parent is telling him. The parent is telling him he wants the room clean. That's not smachta. Smachta is a softer way uh, that the Torah communicates information to us. This is the, the ritva, the morale, and many others explain smachta like this. It's a softer way that the Torah communicates it to us. In other words, the drosha is not as mukhrach, it's not as forced to be said as a real drosha, which it makes creates a mitzvah to arise. And... Uh, Nonetheless, it's still being discovered from the word of Hashem. And it learned out from Psukim. Now, in Asmartas, we can generally divide Asmartas into two basic categories. One is an Asmarta of that there is a behavior that is borderline problematic. And if it ever becomes truly problematic, then... Uh, the rabbis are empowered to make a decree against it. And so, for example, um, the Gemara uh, says that Aliyetz uh, Ishmim Komo is not smarta to tchumen, right? That people should. Not like Rabbi Akiva, like the other Tanoim, that uh, traveling far distances on Shabbos is forbidden. Where do we see it? We see it from this possible. In, in other words, of course, uh, it's, not, it's not an ideal thing to do anyway. Or another example would be the Mara understands Yai Nesach, right? We learned the Gemara, uh, not Yai Nesach, Yai Stam, Stam Yainam, non Jewish wine. Yeah? So the Gemara learns that after Mopasak. But it's, it's, not, it's not an actual uh, Torah prohibition. It's not smachta. I mean, the Torah is communicating to us that we shouldn't do it. I for 
hundreds of years uh, until the late Tanoic period we, we were able to drink non-Jewish wine? So Rav says, yeah. The Torah hinted to us that this is potential, this is not a, this is intermingling with them like this is, is, is not a good thing. But depends on how bad it is. If we're strong and we're not really reliant on them and, and we're, we're um, not mingling and intermixing with them, so okay, so then the Torah never forbade their wine. But there's a hint in the Torah that their wine is problematic. And therefore, if mingling with them ever becomes a problem, like it, like it did, uh, for the first time that it happened was with Bnos Midian, uh, and, and that is when Pinchas made a decree against Tam Yenem, right? Because now it became a problem, so now we see in the Torah that there is room for a decree, so make a decree. So a borderline problematic behavior, which is permissible in the Torah because it's not necessarily a problem, but if it becomes a problem, then the Torah indicates to us that the sages have a power to forbid. That's one type of an asmachta. Another type of asmachta is the other way. A praiseworthy, pious act that the Torah doesn't obligate us in, but the Torah hints an asmachta to doing it, for example, netilas yadayim, washing your hands uh, for uh, purity, right? Uh, to, have, to have cleaner hands, yadayim, shnius, and uh, by washing your hands, it's extra for, for prayer or, or whatever else, it's an extra level of kedusha. So it's an asmachta from the, from the, from the Torah talking about the Zav, um, and it, the Torah doesn't obligate us in it, but it hints to the sages that there is a something to strive for over here, something to aspire for, as well as others. The, the fourth bracha in Birkas Hamazon, of course, we all know Tovometer is Midirabonon, but uh, the Asmachta is from the Savato Verachta, the Achata Savato Verachta, as a Shemogaka Ahar, it's a Tova Shedas Allah, Tovometer, learns out from there. Okay, so. So in other words, a smachta is saying like, like if you like, fall below this line, then make a decree. Or the smachta is like if you guys think you could go for it, like you know, get like a real uh, extra bonus, then go for that, right? So which one? Now that we've said, and hopefully it's clear that we're talking about in a smachta that the Torah indicated this. So which one of the two smachtas are we dealing with? So the knee-jerk reaction, I think, the first look at it would be to say that the asmachta that we're talking about is the negative type. In other words, the Shabbos observance, Shabbos care has, uh, has dipped, we're concerned, people are not going to be careful with Shabbos, and therefore uh, there's room to, for the sages to step in and make a decree. However, Sorry, and this would help us with understanding why in the base of Middash uh, it's still permissible because uh, a was the Middash, the principle that Hazal don't make Shvus of the Middash. Middash is such a holy place. You feel the kedusha there very much. We don't need to be. We don't need to micromanage the Kohanim and the other people that are in the, in the base of Middash. However, the problem with it is remember all those things are fundamentally negative thing. 
uh, whether it be drinking with the non-Jews or the wine with non-Jews or you know, whatever other borderline act that you're doing, okay, so maybe it's not yet bad enough that the Torah would answer it, but, it, but, but if need be, we will. Whereas here you're talking about that the thing itself is a mitzvah. How can the Torah hint to us inside the, the mitzvah of shofar, which is a good thing that, you know, if the blowing of the shofar becomes problematic, you could ask for it. That wouldn't be the, we could, that wouldn't be the place where you should hint it. it. It's not the problem with the shofar. You want to say that, that you know, that on Shabbos, maybe we should ask for all things or whatever, you're not allowed to carry anything, maybe you should include the muktza. Okay, but... The fact that inside the shofar itself is as but the shofar is, 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 is a great thing. Shofar is a mitzvah. Also, there would be other ways to prevent people from carrying the shofar. Yeah, that was what we said before. That it's, it seems extreme. It seems very, very extreme. Only, only shul. Or, yeah, and again, like we said, there wouldn't even be a chiv with the raisa. There wouldn't even be a chiv. Um, yeah, so there's definitely. But. Um, but it's a great thing. You're talking about a mitzvah. How can we say you know, that the, this mitzvah is fundamentally a bad thing? Additionally, the whole drosh that forced us into this asmachta is what? The Rabbi Chama is saying that the... That the you know, it has nothing to do with... There's no, there's no indication that the Jewish people did anything bad. Usually we would have some sort of a story Oh, the Jewish people were doing this, and it happened. There was a story, and then they made the decree. We, we have no, we have no indication. It's the same. Lulav, Lulav, as well as um, uh, Megillah are all going to be learned out from here. This is the beginning. From here is going to uh, be the source for it. Um, and then finally, is the Gemara itself. Rava himself told us. That the blowing of the shofar is not a malacha, rather it's a chokhmah. Now that might sound fairly benign, however, we know that uh, he says, Kiyah shofar and Rijiyah Sapas. And Rijiyah Sapas is absolutely Asr Midurabonim, as is Kiyah shofar, Asr Midurabonim. Look in the first parak of Shabbos. Awesome, awesome, did you guys do that? First, okay, so Rijiyah Sapas over there. so the blowing of the shofar and the and the and the and the balam or and the ran over there all explained that yeah it's a even though it's not a malacha but it is something that's close to a malacha it's a chokhmah and therefore rabbis asked it so in other words there's something about the blowing of the shofar that takes away from the tranquility of shabbos but but it's but, but it's a mitzvah. How how can you know, what, what what's uh, how do we understand that that a mitzvah is negative? So, in other words, we are forced to conclude that what we're being told here is the opposite. We're not being told here about something negative about the shofar. We're being told here something positive, uh, a mila in kedusha that a person can have in Shabbos. In other words, the Torah is not going to mandate to us this level of rest, but there is a mile to be had to rest on Shabbos even from the Tkiya Shofar. And the Tkiya Shofar specifically. Meaning, 
Playing musical instruments is a different story. There wouldn't be a problem with fixing them. You can play a musical instrument. But the Takiya Shofar, which is a Chochmah, you're trying to accomplish such a great thing that there's room to strive, there's room for the Torah to indicate to the rabbis that if Klausel are capable of accepting this upon themselves, then you should do it. And that is similar to the extra bracha in Birkas Hamazen, or Nitzilas Yedayim, or any other Mailash Bikedusha that Chazal imposed on Klausel, three tefillos a day, that Moshe Rabbeinu decreed upon us, right? That uh, the, to bench after you ate a kezais, midaraisa, you bench only if you ate kedesviya, you have to be satiated. But midarabonim, the Jewish people accept the upon themselves to bench, and they eat a kezais. So now let me ask you a question. Why didn't the Torah obligate the Jewish people to bench on a kezais? Why didn't Hashem obligate us? Answer is, it's there's certain things that you have to do. Certain things Hashem leaves up to us to go and do for ourselves. The Gemara Nivama says that's the key of the pasuk, v'ha'isem uh, kedoshim. Right? You and you make yourself holy, and uh, Rava there says, what does that mean? From Make yourself holy from the things that are permissible to you. I mean, you elevate yourself, you take on extra things, extra levels of Kedusha that Hashem didn't mandate upon us. So now, what we have to understand is, in other words, that the, so the Pshat would be, therefore, that Shmira Shabbos, to the extent that we can connect to Shabbos, that's a Midas Chasidus. That we, that we took on, that we took on a Midas Chassidus, an extra level, not to blow the shofar on Shabbos. And it's a smarter from these psukim. Now, what is the Midas Chassidus? So, so the truth is, there's two ways. There's a Posh Pshat of the Midas Chassidus. The Posh Pshat of the Midas Chassidus, like Rava says, is... That we are so, and this is the this is a famous Meshachachma, uh, that we are so concerned for the keeping of Shabbos that we'd rather lose out on the midst of the Keshofa. But Hashem is showing us that really Hashem Himself is indicating if you guys do this, I'll be even happier. I'll be even happier if you do this. If you just make a Shabbos on Zikron Shur. That's the Pasha Pshat. However, in all this form, it's clear that that's not the only thing that's happening. What's happening is, now Rava is saying, like the, like the, ben, like, like, like the Benish guy says in his Chuvas, he says, Rava says something that every person can relate to. He said something that, that a regular person who doesn't know the inner workings of the Torah can relate to and appreciate. I'm keeping the word of Hashem. I'm being Shomer Shabbos, and that itself is even even greater schus for me than the Tkiyah Shofar. But uh, in all this forum, the understanding is that the, shmir, the, the, the Shabbos itself is a replacement for the Tkiyah Shofar, and if done right, 
is a greater replacement than the Tkiyah Shofar itself. For example, who here is values worried film? We got about one third of the people in here valuing where it's from. Valuing. Yeah. Okay, we got one more. It still doesn't look too good. Okay, if I keep buying back, I think we're going to hit half of like pretty soon. Then half of the audience over here valuing where it's from. Okay, but the point is, value where it's from is an incredible thing, right? So why are we crying every time Shabbos comes? We, we don't wear it's film for Shabbos. Shabbos Shakras, right? Answer is, you don't need to wear it's film on Shabbos. Why? Because film is an os, and Shabbos is an os. It's a sign. Film is a sign, and Shabbos is a sign. So since Shabbos itself, the entirety of Shabbos is a sign, so you don't need to wear the, the sign of, of Tfilm to indicate that you're Hashem's servant. So too, the fundamental job of Rosh Hashanah is, like the Torah describes it, it's a day of remembrance. Zichron, Yom, like we, like we describe it in the Mahzim. Yom is Zikaron. The day of remembrance. Zikronos. as the thing that we're doing in, on, on Rosh Hashanah. Zachreinu l'chaim. Remember us for life. That's what we're trying to accomplish with the Tkiyas HaShofar. And what about Shabbos? The mitzvah of Shabbos is Zachar as Yom HaShabbos L'Kaisho. Shabbos is a Yom HaSugul for, for Zikaron. That's the entirety of Shabbos. Not only that, Shabbos is Zagula for Zikara, not only to remember Shabbos, but to remember other things, such as Zechel Tzies Mitzrayim. Shabbos is Zechel Tzies Mitzrayim. Shabbos is, so we have to understand what is Zikara. We have to understand what is the job of Zikara. But Shabbos is going to, the same way that Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Zikaron. Shabbos is an even greater Yom HaZikaron. Aye, if Shabbos is an even greater Yom HaZikaron, then why would Midaraisa, why would the Torah have a mitzvah of Tkiyah Shofar and Shabbos at all? Just don't give any of us the mitzvah of blowing Shofar and when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. We don't need it. There's no, there's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos. Uh, but if you're really holy, then, then, uh, then don't wear it full. The difference is like this. What's the oath of Shabbos? Shabbos is an oath. What's the oath of Shabbos? Shvisa samalach. By not doing work. And by not doing work, that is a sign that we are Hashem's people, that, we're, that, we're, that, we're, that we are with Hashem. So since there's a clear sign, everybody looks at says, hey, how come everybody's going to work? How come everybody's uh, doing malacha? And these Jews are, are not doing that. Answer is, uh, it's an oath. So that everybody can accomplish. Whereas, and that's why you don't need to work full. Whereas, zikaron, how many of us can honestly say that we are holding the entire day of Shabbos in a state of zikaron. We make kiddush, hopefully, right? That's the that's the bare, that's the bare minimum kiyum of zakhar shabbos shabbos lekaicho zachreu ala yain bikni saso. Remember it on wine when it comes in. That's the that's the the bare bones minimum. But the point is that 
like the like the Minchas Ani says that the years that Roshana falls out on Shabbos and we don't blow the shofar, they're either great years or they're bad years. Why? It depends if we're successful in accomplishing the Zikaron with our Shabbos. If you have a shofar, so as long as you hear, you hear the blow of the shofar, it's very hard to be sleeping during the shofar. Right? Like the, like the Rambam says, the Rambam's in the Pasuk is, uh, uh, right? wake, up from, wake up from your sleep. So people hear the Tkiyasa Shofar, it wakes them up, they, they remember. It's a, a Segula. Mashiach came on Shabbos, it's not so posh. Not so posh. And therefore, Hashem didn't obligate all of us to accomplish this with Shabbos. The Klausrel, Chachamenu, Zikaron Levrocha, felt that there's a mile in Kedusha. We saw that there's a smachta, there's a smachta in the Torah that says, Shabbosun Zichron Shua. That when Rosh Hashanah is a Shabbos Dika Rosh Hashanah, then the Zichron Shua is sufficient to accomplish the Zikaron. So, try to take a few minutes. Take it another level deeper. Try to understand. So, so is it simply remembering it's Yisro Mitzrayim or remembering Riyasa Oilam? Is, is, is that? Is Are you going to try it? You're going to say it now? Um, yeah. So, just try to understand, we've been talking about Zikaron, and we've been talking about the uh, Tkia Shofar, and that the, that the Tkia is somehow or another there to facilitate the Zikaron. So just to understand, what, what is the relationship between the two of them? So the Maral, Kedusha Gadas, and Roshana explains that Zikaron is a Bechina of Chachma. In other words, the discovery of the real truth, the discovery of what the thing really is. Zikaron, when we say Hashem should remember us, we don't mean that Hashem has a bad memory and He forgot. Right? That's only a problem that we have. So by Kodesh Baruch Hu, what does it mean, Zikaron? It means, just like with us, I knew something, and then afterwards, new information came streaming in, came flying into my mind, and covered over the thing that I used to know. So remember, is, let's say you could be talking to somebody, and you're angry with him, how could he do this? And he says, do you remember that I, that I saved your life? And he said, whoa. Yeah, you did. You saved my life that one time. And it changes the entire thing. What? 
you think he forgot? I mean, of course, he, 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 so what does it mean? It means he knows. If somebody were to ask him, hey, who pulled you out of that burning uh, house? He'll say, what my friend is. But right now, he's not acting in accordance with that. Right now, that's not uh, revealed. So Zikaron is to uncover the thing that's been covered over with more recent but superfluous or uh, uh, superficial perspectives and to discover the deeper, more real perspective. That's why it's called Chochmah. The problem with Chochmah is that Chochmah is weak. It doesn't have the power that is necessary to transform. To A person could know that uh, something is bad for him and you still go and do it. I mean, that little tiny Kochma saying, no, I don't think you should do that. But it gets ignored. Yeah? Smoking is the one people like to pick on. But uh, <laughs> there's no shortage of, of people in the Yates Sahara. It's everywhere. Yeah? So, what does the Tkiyas HaShofar do? Right? Like, like, the, like the Gemara says. Right? What, should you, what do you do with it? You do it with the shofar. I mean, the shofar is a vehicle of bringing the deep but impotent chokhmah out from zikar and from our memory banks into reality. And that's what the Tkia shofar does. Boom! It's an explosion. You say, you declare the Zichronos, what did Hashem do all for? He remembered Adam, he, remembered, he remembers us, he's with us, and then you blow the shofar, and that makes it come out into the world, just like the sound explodes out into the world. That's, that's, that's what energizes the Zichron, that's what brings the Zichron out into the world. That's why like the round says, sleepers arise from your slumber. Uru yishenem uru. Uru mishenosachem. Right? So that's, uh, that's literally what it's supposed to do. Bring it out into a uh, wake us up. So what, what, so what happens on Shabbos? Shabbos, we still say the psukim of zikronos. We still say the psukim of shofros. But we don't blow the shofar. We don't need to blow the shofar. Why not? What? That's right. With Shabbos. Why? Because the point is like this. There's two ways. You can either have to draw the wisdom down or you can go up to it. I mean, the reason why on Shabbos, Shabbos is, is a Zecher, Lysias Mitzrayim. Shabbos is Zecher, Shoma Shabbos, Lekadsho. Is that the Kiddush of Shabbos is... Uh, uh, Kviya Vekaima. Is that Hashem elevates the entire world. Hashem, we, on Shabbos, we have the ability to go up 
to that place of Zikaru. The shofar is a madrigue of Bina. Bina is the or corresponds to number eight. And Shabbos is the what day of the week? Eighth day of the week, exactly. It's the seventh day of the week, but we know the Shabbos is doubled. Everything about Shabbos is doubled. So the Shamor of Shabbos is the seventh, but the Zacher of Shabbos is the eighth. This has a little eighth tucked in inside of it, right? That's the Bechina as the higher level of Shabbos. So as the Madrega of Bina of Shabbos. So on Shabbos we we connect to the power of the shofar. The same power of the shofar that's going to bring out the zikaron on a weekday, Shabbos will do that for you. Of course, you have to be holding by Zohar Siyama Shabbos Lekadsha. And that means absolute tranquility. Tranquility from work, of course, but not only. Rav Tzadik, in his mimer on Kiddush's Shabbos, says that it even has to do with the rest from Avodos Hashem Kivayachal. Now, we don't mean Chas Shalom. It's not in Avodos Hashem, it's just, it's different. The whole week we're working. We're working to accumulate Torah and to and to uh, you know break through to newer levels. And Shabbos is to passively absorb, to absorb, to receive the kedusha that Hashem is sending into us through the recognition that it's all in His hand. All of your work is done, and now you just enjoy. Enjoy the Torah that you learned, the Kiddusha that you gained, the relationship that you have. That's a way to fulfill in the greatest way the mitzvah of Zakhar Shabbos Lekachu. And to a certain extent, therefore, the Chochmah of Tkia Shofar would be a contradiction to that. You're blowing shofar is we're, we're acting, we're doing, it's not a malacha, but it is a chokhmah, it is something. It, it's something that's shaykh to, we're, we're accomplishing, we're, we're being poil a result. We're trying to accomplish something when we blow the shofar. And Shabbos, we can leave that up to Hashem. We have to be cognizant of that fact. But we can leave it up to Hashem. And by being cognizant of it, Hashem will accomplish it better than we could ever do it. There's a whole other part of the shir that we're not going to be able to even touch on. Um, People try to say something during Rosh Hashanah, the days of Rosh Hashanah itself. But I'll, I just want to address one point, being that we have five minutes left. And that is, according to all this, so why does the Mishnah say that we blow in the base of Middash? 
the shlama that we were learning before, that the whole thing is a, is a concern, and the base of Migdash, Eish was B'Migdash, we don't make uh, fences in the base of Migdash. Okay, but now that we're understanding, I didn't bother quoting the sources, because there's just too many sources to quote. All the, all the masters of Pneumis say this. Um, in the, each one in his own way, but... Uh, all to this point. So, why in the base of Migdash is there blowing? So, Lachaira, the answer is right there in the Yerushalmi that we quoted earlier. Where does Rabbishim Bar Yochai learn it from that we blow the shofar in the base of Migdash? Learned it from the from the juxtaposition of the psukim and us being commanded even though even though it's a shabosan zikron shua, nonetheless you bring carbonos. And the same way that you bring carbonos, so too you should blow the shofar. Now, is bringing carbonos not a problem at Shabbos? Doing malacha. Doing tons of malachas. Natsilas Neshama, Havara, Bishul, tons of malachas they do. So, what's uh, LMI that the. In the base of Middish, you're not involved in this world, you're involved in the higher world. The 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 the, 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 the direct avoda to Hashem itself like that in the in the place in the higher realms that's not a lack in Shvisa. We can't accomplish that outside the base of Middish. Outside the base of Middish, the moment we're trying to do something, we take it into our own hands. In the base of Migdish, you could be doing something and yet Hashem is completely in charge, he's doing everything, you're that's called existing in the higher world. So in the base of Migdish, a person could even blow the shofar and still be completely cognizant, completely in a state of rest, not accomplishing anything. It's it's it, it, it's, it's, it's it's from Hashem. Outside the base of Migdish, just like we cannot slaughter, or we cannot create fire, or we cannot burn carbonos to Hashem, so too we can't blow the Tkiya Shofar without losing some of our tranquility and some of our Zikaron, and it wouldn't be Kedai, it would not be worth it to lose the Zikaron of Shabbos Kodesh for the Zikaron of the of the Shofar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we have a couple minutes for questions. Hashem is not bound by the same laws of Hebrew Shabbos. Okay, I'm listening to Renus Rufus. What? What's the question? Like the other base Migdash, but Hashem also keeps his Torah. Yeah. So the, in the base of Migdash, it sounds like we're doing something that goes beyond. Hashem's Torah says you can, you can, you can bring Karbonos in the base of Migdash. But, but there's specific things, or only those specific things as far as now we're talking about Shofar and Lulav and, and, and um, the idea of uh, Karbon
but not all. Everything else is still counted. Just these exceptions that Hashem gave us inside of Torah. Torah says that we can bring carbonos in the base of Megiddo, and the Torah also indicates with the asmachtas that uh, that there is not that, that in the base of Megiddo, one should ideally blow even if it falls on a Shabbos. Meaning not only is it like everywhere else that you could blow, but that it's uh, that, that they should blow in the base of Megiddo, unlike the rest of uh, the rest of uh, the Medina. The idea of when things get worse. Uh, she's okay. She's like, bad question. Bad girl. Is there, is there any connection That was the entire other part of this year that we didn't get to, but the answer is absolutely resounding yes. Loud, absolute yes. I'm trying to talk about during your shaman itself. When things get worse, then you make rules. There are a lot of make rules because things get worse. I understand here, but things getting better. Yeah, it's a it's a the right? Did that you, you over time? Just, what? Did that happen over time? Now, like at a certain point. It, when the when the class will take out the bench on the kazais of bread. When the class will take out, we've the we've taken on many midas uh, chasidus over the over the years. Here, the midas chasidus we took on is such a level of tranquility that even the, the blowing of the shofar doesn't take away from it. Um, so if not blowing the shofar on Shabbos is about trying to get to a higher Fazega, then why do we risk having a particularly bad year? If you don't do that. If you just don't blow the shofar, but you don't actually connect to the Zikaron of Shabbos, if you don't actually accomplish the Zikaron, if you don't use if you're not actually in a state of tranquility, if you're not connected to the tefillah in a much deeper way than you would have otherwise, then you just ended up with the Rosh Hashanah with no blowing of the shofar. Oh. Okay, time to have a Marv. I'm happy to hang around for a few minutes after Marv to take questions. What happens in the...